0: Have you ever thought, why is there so much crap happening in my life?
1: Isn't Jesus supposed to be making my life better?
0: I keep doing what I think I'm supposed to, but it feels like God is punishing me.
1: If you've had any of these thoughts, if this is you at all, then stick around because we're going to talk about why you're unhappy.
0: You're listening to the Nick Smith podcast, connecting you to living truth. If you'd like to support our podcast, rate us on iTunes or join Join our
1: inner circle through patreon.com.
0: And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends and family can know what you're listening to.
1: Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith
0: (laughs) and Kylie Jo Smith.
1: That's your thing, not my thing. You looked at me like it was like I was supposed to say it. No, you didn't have to say it. I was just, I was giving it pause, you know, dramatic pause. Anyway, (laughs) you didn't um, know that. Welcome to the episode, Inner Circle. What's up, y'all? Hey. Um, I'm glad you're here. If you don't know what the Inner Circle is, please go to www.patreon.com slash Podcast and find out. It's the age of information. I can't tell you everything. Just look it up. Just Google it. Give it a Google. You don't even have to Google it. Just go to that website, actually. <laughs> and then you'll find it. a direct it. line. You don't have to waste Google. Yeah, it's a waste of time anyway. Um, So, cool. That's that. All right. Well, this
0: uh, episode was actually inspired by something that guy was listening which to which guy because he's like super holy oh, and he listens to sermons oh, and stuff stop. and oh, reads the Bible. So you know I'm just saying. It's in the thing. It's pretty it's much in better the bi- than me. <laughs> Cut it out. No. Um no, but it was a really cool parable. It's actually one that um I know I've heard it before and I, I don't think I've ever heard a sermon preached specifically on this parable. I know I've heard it maybe in a sermon like talking about parables in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is one that I I'll be honest like not super like familiar with it and not one that's like, Ooh, Ooh, that's a great parable. Like the parable of the sower. Yeah. These famous People parables. Know that one. Like that's, pretty well that's known. a great one. The parable of the, the pearl of great value, mm-hmm. the parable of the, what's another one? A lot of good parables. Like I can only think of those two right now, but Hey,
1: Hey, two's, two's better than none. <laughs> so we're going to go with those two.
0: But this parable <laughs> is in Luke chapter 13 verses six through nine. We're going I'm just going to read it. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. So, and he told this parable, A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, look, for three years now, I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And he answered him, sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and put on manure. Then if it should bear fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down.
1: The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Sorry, if you're super churchy, you said that with us. So way to go.
0: Well, if you're super super churchy,
1: you stood for the reading of the word <laughs> in your living room, at work, wherever. In you your were. car. No, just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> then you finish it off with the doxology and the glory of the posture. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, okay, so uh, quick baths, quick <laughs> quick quick exegetics. Um, all right, so talking about the verse. So if you're unfamiliar with that parable, Jesus was talking um, talking to some folks, and he's explaining to them about um what the kingdom kinda is like and what following Jesus is about. And it comes in the context of um these these disciples, these followers asked him a question about these people who had died. And they're like, hey, what happened with them? Like were they big sinners? Were they not sinners? And Jesus was like, What makes you think they were either, like bad stuff happened to them? What makes you think that they were worse sinners than anyone else? Mm-hmm. Um and then he tells them this parable. So in the context it's about like, hey, bad stuff happens to people sometimes. And then so then this parable comes about. So uh, just a couple things for you to know, if you don't know this, when you're reading scripture and you see uh, fig trees referenced, it is usually a reference to the people of God. It is some sort of symbolism to uh, either the nation of Israel or in general, the people of God. And so um, that's why a lot of people who do prophecies and, and talk about all sorts of stuff, they'll always reference Jesus when he's talking about the the fig tree. So uh, that's there. We have the owner in the parable, the owner of the the land, which is God, the father. Um, so he goes to this fig tree, goes to the people of God looking for fruit. So, uh, fruit, what is fruit? Delicious. (laughs) Apples. Banana. Uh, you know, strawberries. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so he goes looking for fruit, but fruit are signs of maturity. So as a believer, um, someone who follows Jesus, the fruit that we have, we get, um, kind of a a generic list from Paul, love, patience, Mm -hmm. peace, kindness, gentleness, it's all song. No love, love joy, joy, peace, peace patience, patience, kindness, patience kindness, kindness, and faithfulness. Gentle, gentleness and self-control. Wait. We said gentleness twice. Love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, patience, patience. goodness, goodness, faithfulness. faithfulness, pizza, gentleness, jolly ranchers, and self-control, and cocoa. I
0: paid attention in Sunday school. Right
1: now, I got it. It's just I'm on the spot. You may There's read your pressure. Bible and everything. Like There's a lot of pressure. Know all this Bible knowledge, but through this, <sighs> your girl was
0: paying attention in Sunday school.
1: Okay. <laughs> I had the floss on. Real <laughs> the quick. Flaws
0: on you real quick. The Sunday
1: school. Yes. <laughs> I keep around keeps me shining. Um, okay. So a fruit is tangible proof of spiritual transformation. It it shows that the Holy Spirit's working in your life. It shows. Um, so so for some of you, you may be like, I don't know if God's really working, but you look back, you're like, I'm actually a lot more patient than I once was. I'm a lot more loving than I once was. I'm a lot more gentle than I once was. That's Mm -hmm. proof. That's fruit uh, of your transformation of God working in your life. And so, um, so he goes to the people, he's looking for fruit. He's looking for what, what transformations happen. And um, this tells us that the tree had all opportunity to grow, that the owner wouldn't go looking for fruit if it was in a dry and barren land and if there was no nutrients given. So he's saying, listen, this this tree, this the people of God have had every opportunity to display transformation. They've had everything they need in order to show fruit. Um, and so he goes in it and it's not mature. There's no fruit. Nothing's happening. And so the owner says, let's go ahead and get rid of it. Get rid of this plant plant something else that's going to bear fruit that that will do what I've designed it to do mm. um and so then along comes a vine dresser, right who do you think the vine dresser is
0: I think it might be Jesus it's
1: Jesus it's the boy it's your boy Jesus. It's your boy Jesus <laughs> um so Jesus comes along and he says, um you know what give it a year let give it some time and space let me go ahead and work with this this tree a little bit let me dig around it and let me put some manure on it and let me see if it will grow fruit in this next year um in this next season and so um today just so you all know who are listening uh we're talking primarily to believers or baby believers or people who are very interested in what it means to grow in your faith as a believer because um this really challenged me to to really look at situations differently as a believer you have this um situation where Jesus is telling us that he's going to throw some manure on your life he's going to put some crap in your way like it's going to happen <laughs> and he's going to be stinky and it's it's going to feel Frustrating, and it's going to not look the way you think it's supposed to look, and um, and a lot of times that challenges us. And so today we're going to see how we can maintain, uh, as believers, the joy of the Lord in the chaos that okay. surrounds our everyday life when everything seems to be not going well. How is it that we're supposed to have joy, and why mm-hmm. are things going the way they're going? Yeah, yeah, so that's good. Let's well, jump into so. It.
0: So there's some things we have to know that this parable is telling us. Um, you know, Jesus, when he gave parables, it was to show those deeper truths about the kingdom and about the father, and oh. about his love for us. And it's to help us to apply things, but it's, it's, some of it is like, you have to chew on it for a while. Yeah. Kind of like fruit. <laughs> anyway. So <clears throat> for one of the first things we need to like, just uncover with this is that it is time for you to bear fruit. Like it's time. It's time. I'm looking at you. You need she to be doing. it. It's, it's time. Like now is the time. The time is now. And. Unfortunately, like what you may be experiencing, maybe you haven't articulated it yet or no one has articulated it to you. You're not mature. Like in this area or that area, there's there's things about your life that do not display maturity, Uh, which is why when you experience any kind of struggle, Mm -hmm. it feels like utter catastrophe, like Mm, complete like. Like you get one problem wrong on something or you get one (laughs) correction um, at your job or you get told one thing um, that you could have done better. One promotion don't come through. Right. One thing goes wrong and just suddenly, oh, I'm the worst person ever. This always happens to me. Mm. I find that hearing, hearing the phrase this always happens to me is a sign of immaturity. Come on. It always happens to me or Why this is me? so Why unfair. Is... Oh, goodness. Um, yes. It's just today with our eight year old. I said, <laughs> son, just because things don't happen the way you want them to does not mean that they're unfair. Sometimes it does, but not always. And oh. in, the, in that case, it was not a case of unfairness. So, yeah. Um, and we have talked about this before on another episode. Uh, frustration tolerance.
1: Mm, we good. really
0: do not do. We do a disservice to believers in the church when we do not teach people about how to navigate frustration and how to tolerate a certain level of not getting what you want mm-hmm. and not getting what you want for a long time, <laughs> yeah. which it's not just like, Oh, well I won't get it now, but maybe if I
1: hold out long enough, maybe at the end of the week, God will give me this, yeah. maybe the second promotion. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> I think it's, um, part of that, that that fed into that disservice was, uh, the consumerism and commercialism of churches. Yeah. Like, because yep. instead of yep. trying to tell people the hard, hard truths, of your life is going to be difficult and Jesus is going to only further complicate things in your life. Mm. Um if you thought you were comfortable now he's about to wreck shop yeah, in your life. Block. And so like when you think about that being the the sales pitch, I don't get a lot of booties in the seats like but but you know it does. What? It's come and
0: we had a coffee shop and you know what? And we have this great conference thing. You can go to with other people and be around like-minded people. And you can talk about the values and um, family and kids stuff and VBS and t-shirts and <laughs> merch. And like, we, we just throw all these that things. That sounds like
1: the boys and girls club. That doesn't sound like, Oh
0: man, it does. I miss the boys and
1: girls. Club. It doesn't sound like a church, but it. <laughs> I mean, you're right. That's the, the church has taken that marketing standpoint from the world and utilized it to reach patrons instead of, uh, using the gospel to transform broken people. Right. And so like, yeah, that idea of not being mature. And honestly, if you hear that and you're bucking up against it, that's also a sign of immaturity. Um, because it's only a mature person who realizes the areas that they're immature. And oh, so Proverbs shows us that. Yeah. Yeah. over. Yeah. So if you, if you're feeling like, like we're rubbing you the wrong way right now, um, First like, of all, we don't have our hands on you. So uh, you ain't a lamp. We ain't no genies <laughs> jumping off. Um, and so if you feel that, just know that's a sign to you. That's a signal of immaturity of like, hey, I might need to pray a little bit about this.
0: Right. And here's the thing. Like we hear the word immature and for adults, especially, that is such an insult because it's like, I'm not immature. I'm over
1: 18. <laughs> You're immature. <laughs>
0: nah. um, and for And even for a young person, maybe hearing the word immature is like, yeah, so I'm young. I should be immature. But it's not a matter of age. It has so much more to do with your heart position and where and honestly where God is positioned in relation to you. You know, is Mm -hmm. is he um, on the throne of your heart? Like, is he the one that you run to when you need that comfort? Or are you still striving for things on your own and still trying to make that growth happened, trying to um create that like manufactured fruit like are you yeah. gmo fruiting your <laughs> life
1: with jesus well you know somebody said something one time that really challenged me uh, it was at a church service where um an evangelist said how many of you have been walking with jesus for more than three years and people's hands went up you know p- kids you know teenagers people's hands were going up and then the evangelist said if you've been walking with jesus for more than three years you have more experience with the holy spirit with god than the disciples did before Pentecost and mm. I was like, wait, what? I'm not ready yet. Lord, I I can't leave Pentecost. I'm I'm not not ready. God, I'm not ready. But the immaturity that we face is because we we're stuck drinking milk Mm. and we're not walking in maturity. Because if you think about that, like you have the Holy spirit living inside of you, you've been walking literally day to day with Jesus for three years, uh, at least some of us a lot longer. And we're still not where we, quote unquote should be, we're still Mm. dealing with immaturity. So first this is pointing out, you're right. You, you are immature. So the second thing that I want to point out, um, if you're immature in certain areas, Jesus will put you in a place that you will have to respond. You will have to respond. You will either bear fruit or you will wither because if you're responding to his grace, you will bear fruit. If you're rejecting his grace, you will wither because, Mm. because you're not mature at it. What? (laughs) because you're not mature yet and because jesus loves you so much Mm. he's going to put you in a place where he's going to allow you the time and the circumstance to bear fruit Mm. so um i'm reminded of like when you grow grapes if grapes have too much of a good thing basically too much water i can't remember the exact nutrients but they have too much of something they look like they're flourishing uh, the leaves get really big, but they don't produce big enough grapes. And so mm. you actually have to restrict their, their nutrients, restrict their, I can't remember if, it, remember if it's water or nutrients, something. You restrict it from them, and that forces the plant to not try to show off with big leaves, but mm. to produce fruit that uh, ensures its survival, that it can reproduce. Mm. And right. so uh, there are things mm. that have to be restricted. So what does this space look like? This space that Jesus will put you in when he's trying to mature you. Well, first off, the text tells us uh, you're going to experience some loss. Jesus said, let me dig around it. Let me create some space,
0: Mm, like some exile.
1: Some some of us have too much noise around us, too many distractions, too many people that we're relying on to be the Holy Spirit in our life, too many people's faith that we're leaning on instead of leaning on Jesus. And so sometimes Jesus will clear space out. He'll create distance in relationships that you thought were key. He'll create um, space in situations where you thought. I'll, I'll never leave this space. I'll never, you know, I'll never leave this town. I'll never leave um, this job. And God's gonna be like, you need to leave it because there's not enough space around you. You can't bear fruit mm. when everyone else is doing the work for you or when you're leaning on other people. Yeah. And so that, that first thing he's gonna do, he's gonna create that space. Um, he's gonna dig around in your life. Um, that, what that also does is that uproots bad things. Mm-hmm. So that vice that you've been holding onto the thing that you've been like, Lord, please don't take this from me. Mm-hmm. God, I will do everything. I'll be at church every Sunday, but please don't take, I need mm. this thing. And Jesus is like, yeah, that's the thing I need you to give up. That's the thing. Everything yeah. else I wasn't tripping about, but that's the thing. Yeah. And so he's going to dig that up. And then the second thing he says, he's going to put some manure around it. Mm. He, your space is going to be, um, isolated or separate from where you once were. And it's going to be filled with some crap. Like it's going to be challenging. There's going to be things around you that feel like rot, that feel like, why am I here, God? But he's doing something in that situation. He's brought you into a harsh place in order mm. to produce fruit in a fast-forwarded kind of type pace. Does that yeah, makes sense?
0: That's good. that's good. Well, and if you've dealt with people who um, farm, um, Manure is, like, it's a, it's a great thing to use. It's a, it's a great fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, like, chemistry in that, like, why does it work and why is, yeah. like, this waste product that otherwise would be discarded is actually able to cause things to grow. Um, but one of the things that, because we live near an area that has a lot of farms, mm-hmm. and in the summertime, well, like, the springtime, like, here in a couple of weeks, you're going to start smelling it, and we um, people joke around here that, oh, it smells like money, mm-hmm. because you know that, that those people that are using that are going to have a good crop. They're going yes. to produce a lot. And so, um, uh, you know, people in farming understand it on a, on a literal scale. Like, they, they really literally see what this manure can do. But when we experience hardship, oftentimes we're so blind to the bigger picture that we don't see what this is capable of. We don't see yeah. what, you know, the disappointments in people help us to realize that we can't put all of our faith in a person yeah. who is going to let us down. And we see that putting all of our hope and our security in a job is not going to sustain us. And uh, we don't we don't see that when we lose that job what it actually can do to benefit us. Mm-hmm. All we see is that oh man, I lost the thing that I worked so hard for. Yeah. Um and and this is not to say that if you're successful that somehow God is not maturing you or growing you, but this is to say that when those hardships come whether they're big, small, or in between, we, we need to be able to see the crap. We need to be able to see through the junk and, and wonder and kind of ask that question. This is why God is not, um, not God is able to handle our questions. He's mm-hmm. not um, distant from our questions. He's, yeah. said, he's like, "Ask me why?" Yeah. why what is this trying to what are you trying to do in my life, God? Not just That's a great question. God, why me? Great but,
1: question what,
0: what are you trying to teach me through this? like what is this? How does this bring me closer to Jesus? Yes. If nothing else, it's so that you're sitting at His feet and just saying, "God, I have no idea how to fix this problem that I created." <laughs> uh, sometimes the manure that we have <laughs> is the crap we put on ourselves. Come on. But God allows it for a time because He's gracious and He says, "Look, I'm I'm going to allow you to experience this and to feel the weight of this, so that when you truly want to walk in freedom, you appreciate it and you grasp onto how good My love is for you." Mm-hmm. Um, but that so that good. crap, that junk, that that stuff that just smells to high heaven i think one of the greatest things we can do is allow it to smell to high heaven um, allow those things to like really sink deep and and watch what comes from it that's actually fragrant not just
1: odious <laughs> nice good word <laughs> usage. thank you i like that that was really good uh, so you were you were created to bear fruit you were that's why god created you um so keeping that in mind. All of this, and we're going we're gonna to land while you're unhappy, so hang with us, please. Hang with us. Um, but we have to get through this in order to get there. So the third thing we want to point out is the natural state of this world mm. since the fall is not happiness, is not situational happiness, mm. but it is struggle. Like that's a natural mm. state of human beings is, yeah. is, is fighting against it. I mean, honestly, look at birth. Birth Come is on. a battle. I know. I mean, I, don't, I ain't got to I tell know you. it two just, times over. I just saw, I just witnessed it. I didn't even experience <laughs> it. But see, like, mm. birth is a battle. And mm. so much so that, like, the ancient Aztecs would, um, would equate a woman dying at birth giving, mm. or in labor. I don't know why I said that. Birth dying <laughs> in labor. <laughs> at the birth having time. <laughs> <laughs> they would equate that to dying in war. And actually, I think Vikings mm. did similar, even though they had uh, women that went off to war. Um, and so did uh Spartans and like they're these warrior cultures viewed even birth as a part of struggle. Yeah. And so so much of our life and I think other civilizations um at one time that weren't as cushy as our Western um, especially American civilization, um, they have understood that life is struggle and life mm. like that's the the commonality that we all share mm-hmm. is that there's a struggle going on and we're we're fighting against the elements. We're fighting against health. We're fighting against all these things that are trying to tear us down. Mm. And as a believer, though, we ha- we understand that all of this stuff is because of the fall. Like, because sin entered into the world. Um, you know, God cursed the land. God uh, told Eve in, um, I will increase your pain in childbearing. Which, and,
0: just a side note, go ahead. he said increase. He didn't say, oh, now, now yeah. all of a sudden there's pain in childbearing. He said, I will increase it.
1: Yeah, so it's going interesting. So back then it probably was a little probably just you know mildly uncomfortable, <laughs> just a little bit. I don't see how that could physically not be painful. Like no matter what, like yeah, that there would be just the fewer fewer just the. the pure, see, you're making stop fun it. of me. Just the <laughs> just the, <laughs> <laughs> the pure physics of it exactly. Like, anyway. Well, and so we have to deal with that. We've got to deal with cancer and depression mm. and anxiety and conflict amongst people. Mm. Sp- speaking of. We finna fight. Speaking of, I'm, <laughs> speaking of, I'm <laughs> mad at you. <laughs> speaking, speaking of conflict, I got some things I need to say. Oh, no, okay. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen our episode uh, where we comment on the Oscars, and I know some people are like there are so many more important things going on in the world. Yes, that's true, but it's important um, too. This speaks about the human condition in a way that I think maybe might interest you so yeah. check that out we have a, a whole episode about um the christian response to will smith and mm-hmm. chris rock so yes
0: well and i think the hard part is we like like you're saying we buy into like we, we think that being happy is the goal and a lot of people i mean you would hear people say it christians and non-christians alike you know i just want to be happy yeah you know i just or parents telling their kids just do what makes you happy you know, mm. happy happy happy
1: so toxic happy happy joy, joy
0: you know um if you're happy and you know what clap your hands clap your hands um but but really, this, this is basically- <laughs> You gotta say it like a youth <laughs>
1: pastor. If you're happy and you know it, clap your, your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen.
0: <laughs> but ah. um, on some level, like every human being understands that there is, a, there is a happiness that exists. There is this like- You know, there's this place. And whether or not you understand that at some point we were there and that, you know, we all just wanna get back to there or not, like there, there is that understanding of like, oh, Happiness is a pursuit. Mm. There's even a movie and a <laughs> phrase about it. Um, it's a Will Smith movie. I don't know. Anyway, so, um, but no, we, we buy into this like, okay, I've got to get that happiness. Maybe you don't realize that that is, that's that like echo of Eden mm-hmm. that's inside of that's all so of good. us. That's like, man, I know that things are supposed to be perfect. Like mm-hmm. I know there's something inside me that tells me that there shouldn't be pain and there shouldn't be suffering and there shouldn't be this striving between people. Wow. Yes. That is a small echo of what God placed inside of every human being because we all come from um, that first seed. Mm-hmm. We come from that. We come from this, um, this long lineage of people who have been striving from the very beginning. Yeah. But the only reason we have to strive is because there's a curse over all creation. Yeah. And the answer to that, this is like, this is the gospel, is that there is a remedy for our unhappiness. Come on. Like we, we walk around, we have to understand like, oh my gosh, like I'm... Uh, what is this angst that's in us? Mm -hmm. Because God created human beings to flourish. He created human beings to reproduce in the garden. This wasn't just something that happened because of the fall. He had wanted us to create little images of himself throughout all of the earth and to flourish and to create music. And there was scientific discoveries he wanted us to make because that's how he created his world so that we would be so enamored with everything we saw that we're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I have to do something to like, magnify
1: this explore this yes Yes, and to glorify
0: the creator who gave it to us that has always been our desire but Mm -hmm. now we have the same desire but it's tainted by things within us as a result of the fall
1: and because of a a skewed view of the way the world is supposed to be we've now um commercialized that 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 feeling Mm -hmm. right and we've we've marketed it first through Uh, happily ever after is that we've been sold as children. The American dream. And then once we become an adult and we realize there is no happily ever after, there's only choosing to be happy every day. And how do I do that when the man on the TV says, hey, are you unhappy? You need a new car. Are you unhappy? You need new shoes. Are you unhappy? You need more makeup. You need um, a pill. A pill. You need surgery. Are you unhappy? It's because like they're selling you this idea that you're unhappy, right? We all understand that the the situational happiness is not constantly present but then they're selling you this idea, but it should be. And if you only had this item, this product, uh, if you only went to this website, mm. then if you only viewed these pictures, mm. then you would be consistently happy. But that's wow. a lie. That's well, a lie from the enemy.
0: And it's the same thing that happened when Eve saw that the fruit was good and that it was it was pleasing to her eye. It was it possibly good for pleasing as good for the body. And so we may not find that things are necessarily evil that we mm. chase after you know, food, mm-hmm. it's not evil. It's good. It's very delicious. delicious. But when it becomes the thing that gives us happiness, yes. when it becomes the source of our happiness, that if I don't have this thing then I can't be happy or this person or this relationship, I can't be happy. That's when we feel that dissatisfaction even deeper. That's yeah. when we, we experience some of that crap we put on ourselves because I have built up this idol for myself that I thought was going to satisfy me.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, because I of re- all the crap around me, and I, I don't, I haven't been seeking the the gardener, the mm. gardener, gardener. I have not been seeking the gardener. <laughs> um, and I've been seeking these other means to try to produce something in my life to, to bring about joy. Mm. Um, but but before we go on to a little bit further, if you know anybody that needs to hear this, if you yourself needed to hear this and you want other people to know, like, look, this is what I was talking about. um Please share this episode. Share this with somebody like tag, comment. Do something to let somebody know about this conversation because there's, there's joy and there's hope in the gospel and somebody needs to hear that today. Um, so scripture teaches us though that the default for a Christian is not situational happiness. Mm. Like I don't know who lied to y'all when you converted. I don't know who it was. I mean, don't I don't read. know what character you read about in the Bible. If you even <laughs> read it, because if you read the word. If you read the word. Like here's my thing. Like every apostle died except for john and even he went through some torture every apostle died a gruesome death Mm -hmm. um and these were people that were like solidly following jesus in Mm -hmm. the flesh Mm -hmm. jesus himself suffered come on like we are told that the default as a christian is struggle in this world you will have troubles
0: but take heart
1: take it take that For
0: i have overcome the world
1: so what we see is that for the believer the default is not situational Mm -hmm. happiness But it is internal joy that is found only in the relationship found with Jesus Christ. So the reason Mm. you're unhappy, the reason believer, the reason you're unhappy. Side note, I'm not talking about anyone with clinical depression. I'm not talking about with anyone. uh, I'm not talking about a situational thing like you lost a loved one. Obviously, that's trauma. That's traumatic. These are are real situations. I'm talking about the general malaise in life for the believer right now. The reason that is there. It's because you are not finding your eternal joy in Jesus Christ, Mm. but yet you are seeking some unattainable situational happiness that you think will be eternal if you can just get there. Come on. If you can just get to that point in your life, I just make enough money. If I can just have the right spouse, Mm. if If I just just lose lose enough weight, lose enough weight, if I can just gain enough weight, if If I I just just have a child, all of these things, none of them are going to make you happy in your life as a status. Like, Mm. oh, now I'm happy. Now I'm there. Happiness is a choice that is only found in true joy. Like you can only choose happiness when you have the true joy of the Lord.
0: Well, and this, is the, like, this isn't a Christianese answer. And I know it's hard because for those of us that have been so jaded by some of that churchy talk, we've been jaded by the, you know, every Sunday altar call and hearing the same thing and seeing the same thing and questioning the same things. Maybe you just have not given yourself the space mm. to be able to to feel the weight of what the gospel is. Here, come on. Like, I was reading a book um, last night and it said Jesus became, he didn't become sin in the figurative sense or the mm-hmm. theoretical sense. We think like he became sin who knew no sin. We read that like it's poetic imagery. Oh, we hear imagery. the song? he became sin. <laughs> yes, great song. Oh, no, no. Chris Sorry. Tomlin, wonderful. Um, Sorry, but you guys had to hear me we, sing. We, <laughs> we hear that or we read that and we're like, yeah, okay, like. He became sin like, you know, water becomes life. No, he literally became sin in every way that sin can be sin. Mm. Cursed. He became the curse. Wow. He became that. So that means that we literally, in every sense of the word, become righteous in him.
1: Yeah, that's so good. And that,
0: there should be a profound shift in our spirit when we understand that because it's like, wait a second, like every, every, everything. That I ever thought, said, wanted to think, wanted to say, wanted to do, maybe didn't quite even realize I was wanting to do it, but somewhere in my flesh there was a desire because because of the fall, yeah. I had this inclination to sin from birth. Even here's listen, listen to this. Come Just on, listen, I want to hear it. Tell listen me to Tell this. Tell me. A baby crying at birth. Mm-hmm is a sign of the curse that I believe this. I've been in enough births to see this because what we are doing when we cry as a baby, you are seeking after something that you don't have.
1: Mm.
0: You are seeking after comfort that you can't get on your own. Mm. there is, From birth, folks, from uh birth, we are seeking after something that is not our own, which the Bible calls coveting. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying like all babies, y'all, all you all 'all little babies are are little heathens, guilty heathens. No, I'm not saying that, (laughs) but I'm saying to understand from birth, y'all. Yeah, that's good. We have this in us, in our DNA. And so when you realize fully in your spirit and in your mind and in your body that Jesus Christ on the cross literally became sin, so that you could be free from sin. Mm. This is that joy, that plants That's that joy crazy. inside of you to where you cannot help but to bear fruit. That's why yeah. we say, we, we look for the fruit of transformation in the in the believer's life because those of us who have it, we, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it exists. Mm-hmm. It's not this like, well, you know, just try some things and maybe you'll have some fruit. It's like, no, listen. <laughs> when you finally see the truth about who Jesus is yeah. for you and what he did and what he became for you, your righteousness will be realized, and it will transform you from the inside out.
1: That's good, and I think that takes us into a little bit of practicality. Um, so, get a pen and paper. I want you to write this down. Um, There'll be a test. So, practically, here are the here's the the five steps that you can do to always be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully Sorry. you're laughing too because I don't have five steps. like <laughs> That's the silliest thing. Um, there's nothing you can Ooh. do to mm. force situational happiness because mm. you can't control anything outside of your response to what happens to you. So you can't control your situation all the time, every time. Mm. That nothing bad will ever happen. You're one phone call away from the worst day of your life, just so you know. Mm. That's always your status. Mm-hmm. So you can't control that. Um, so you can't force happiness or you can't superficially – like on the flip side of that coin, you can't superficially be like, all right, well, everything's meaningless, so I just accept hardship. Everything is hevel I, I accept hardship, and I guess I'll just move on with my life. I guess life. I'll just fail at everything, and um, I'll never, ever, ever succeed. Well, And what that does is it may seem like you're like, all right, fine, whatever, moving on, but it actually becomes this weight of bitterness in your life. If mm. you're not truly um, at a place where you understand the Lord is in control, but yet you're still trying to force this situational, like... Well, if I just don't want anything, I mean, the the ancient um, folks who practice these, um, Oh, I'm spacing out on the words, but these these acts trying to be holy. Um, no, it's uh, ascetics. Oh, okay. yeah, asceticism. Okay. Thank you. Whoever said that, who was listening just now, I heard you. Thank you. So those who were practicing asceticism, that was their whole thing is like, what ca- if I just eliminate all these extra things, then mm-hmm. I won't want. And if I don't want, then there's no disappointment. If there's no disappointment, then I'm happy. And so there's like all these things that people have tried to do. And guess what? Those people still suffered. They still struggled. They still dealt with stuff. They still had to deal with the monk across the hall that was chewing loudly and snoring in his sleep. Like there were still issues. (laughs) You know what I mean? It wasn't just like, all right, everything's good now. It's like, no, you're a human being. There's struggle. (laughs) So, um, But but here's what you can do. Um, Seek him when he may be found. Mm. Seek Jesus now. Today, today, while it's still called today, because that's the only way that the transformation happens in your life from from dark to light, from bitterness to joy, from um, sorrow to to laughing like Mm. it only comes unless you're like crazy, but it only comes (laughs) from the Lord. Um, And so you have to seek Jesus. You have to seek relationship with him, not in order to get the happiness, but in order to get the Jesus. Mm. Because only when you're seeking Jesus, I sound like a, like a fortune cookie, but listen, <laughs> only when you seek Jesus and not seek happiness, do you find happiness through Jesus? It's real. Like you, you can't be looking, okay, I've got Jesus. Now where's my happiness? No, you weren't ever looking for Jesus. You are right. looking for happiness. You were looking for, to Jesus for happiness. Yeah, you're looking at him as a mechanism to get yeah. what you want, which yeah. is called manipulation. That's not, Jesus isn't a tool to, to please you. That's not what Jesus is. But once you realize that Jesus, the gospel of Jesus Christ mm. is all you ever need, you don't get past that. Mm. There's nothing greater than that. Then everything else comes. Seek first yeah. his kingdom and his righteousness mm-hmm. and all these other things will be added. Yeah. Um, and so that's what you can do. Put that mm. in your pipe and smoke it. I'm just that's kidding. That's step number one. Um, get a Put pipe. it in your pipe. And, <laughs> and, and, and step like, number two, re- smoke it. No,
0: I remember <laughs> hearing a pastor say um, the whole pursuit of the Christian life is Jesus. We make it so much more complicated than we need to. Yeah. It's not um, doing better at pleasing Jesus. Now, granted, yes, by loving him and by being in relationship with him, that does please him. But he's pleased with you because he made you.
1: That's right.
0: He is pleased. He is delighted when he looks at you. He, he sings over you. He rejoices over you with singing. Like, your oh. God does that. And it's not a matter of your striving. But Jesus is the pursuit. Jesus is, like, that is, he is all we are after that should be our heart's desire and our heart's cry because at the end of this life, He's all that's going to be there. Come on, like when, when you close your eyes on this side and open them on eternity, close them and then you open them. It's Jesus. It's like it. when I'm looking at, I look, but not, then when I close, you look away and then, and then it's no <laughs> Jesus and then you look, open your eyes like, oh Jesus. But but seriously, that's what we are after, and I think we make it so much more complex and complicated for ourselves because well, I want Jesus so that. If I can just do this for Jesus, then he, and maybe if Jesus saw this in my life, then no love. he would give me. Yeah. You have all the God you're going to get in Christ that you could ever have. Yeah. It's just a matter of whether or not you're aware and whether or not you allow yourself to, to be under the weight of his grace. Like grace is heavy. Grace is not cheap. Grace sometimes like causes us to, to question our own inclinations, but grace is freeing. and so. Yeah. I would say for practicality, like pursue Jesus, like stop worrying about how can I not do so many wrong things? There's a time and a place for accountability with with your brothers and sisters. But stop going to God and saying, "Okay, God, I promise I won't mess up anymore. You know, maybe if I can just be a better person and just not mess up so much, then I would be happier.
1: You know, in that in that vein, I remember when I realized that I stopped cussing. Um, Yes, I'm a pastor. And yes, I used to cuss. I was young. You know, it was college. Things happened, and that what people say. <laughs> it was college. That, it was crazy. Isn't that what people say? Um, <laughs> it was just one time in college <laughs> where I cussed. <laughs> no, but there was a time where where foul language was a part of my my everyday vernacular. Like that's just how I spoke. Um, and then I we, I didn't never tried not to cuss. Like I wasn't like I'm not gonna cuss. I'm not gonna cuss. like honestly, it was something I didn't even really think about. To be honest, mm. it was just just part of how I spoke. Um, but after entering into relationship with cries, after entering. Entering into community with other believers and picking up on the culture of um, the love that I was receiving from from church people, from people who love Jesus. Mm. Um, I remember it was probably I don't know at one point I was just like, I don't think I've cussed in the last <laughs> two three weeks. Like I have no, that's crazy. And it was such a thing that I wasn't trying, but it's such a testimony of how God changes us, Or mm. we're not thinking about the thing we're trying to change. We're not seeking the I just want to be free from this Lord. Okay. He gets it. He understands. Yeah. But even if, mm-hmm. even if he doesn't answer your prayer the way you want, even if uh, he doesn't release you from the thing that you want to be released from, even if you still have to be covered in crap, will you still pursue him? Mm. Cause that's, that's where the joy yeah. truly comes.
0: Well, I think we could talk about this for a long time. And and of course there's, test- if you listen to any of our episodes from like 2018, 19, 20, mm-hmm. a little bit of 21, you'll hear testimony of this, that there are just some things that supernaturally were like, I don't even know how I'm smiling right now. I don't even know how I have joy. Amen. but we know, the, we know the answer. We yeah. know that it is Christ alone. And so um, if you want to be a part of what we talk about and you know, contribute. And Not of course, like we're going to talk about course, you. No. But <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a subject in our podcast. <laughs> um, no. um, but if you want to comment or share this or you know, just, just let us know how this is affecting you. We love to be able to engage with our audience that way. And if, um, like Nick said, if you want to be part of the inner circle, mm-hmm. go ahead and go on patreon.com slash Nick's with podcast. You can join that for $2 a month. Or more. Come on now. Or more. You know, you yeah, got it. We got some people on there who have been... The economy's picking up. Well, in some places. The, mm. We'll see. Um, but, but no, we have people <laughs> who really like make an investment in the ministry of this and we want to yes. partner with you in that. So this has been the Nick Smith Podcast. We hope this episode has connected you
1: to living truth. Be blessed. Be blessed.